Hey everybody, welcome to the uh, Desert Tones podcast. Uh, this is our first episode. My name is Jared Venata, and I'm sitting here with two of my best friends. Uh, this is Joey Arona. And this is Dylan Taylor. So we thought that, uh, you know, we spend so much of our free time talking about just music stuff and gear and our interests and how we try to achieve certain sounds and how we think about music as a whole. And so we thought other people should be hearing that same information <laughs> because it's so valuable. And uh, so we just wanted to do a little introduction, uh, telling everybody a little bit about ourselves and then kind of set up the framework for the show for the next few episodes so people know what to expect. Uh, Dylan, how about you? You go ahead. Yeah, so uh, for this first episode, we're just going to kind of go through to our uh, background and how we got into music and uh, the kind of stuff that we're inspired by and go for and uh, how we got to know each other and how we've uh, remained friends over the over the years. And then uh, in further episodes, we're going to kind of do deep dives on uh, guitars, amps, pedals, tones that we like, uh, certain equipment that we like, and uh, artists. Um, and we're also going to eventually have some, some guest speakers as well. So other friends of ours that are into music and gear-related stuff and, and see what they have to offer. Yeah, I think... Probably the most exciting thing about this is just, you know, having people that from, you know, completely different like walks of life or perspectives. And even though that we've all been friends for so long, like we kind of have different philosophies on how we approach just art in general. And so I'm I'm excited to hear what we come up with. I guess I can go first. You know, uh, I really got in in the music and kind of interested in it thanks to dylan and joey um some of my family has played off and on and but guitars and that kind of atmosphere was never actually a part of my childhood um it wasn't until i was in middle school maybe that you know we had met a group of people that decided that they wanted to be in a rock band and so i i begged my grandfather for a guitar and he told me that I was going to use it for about three weeks and then it would sit in the corner and uh after that I you know I just saved up enough money to buy an acoustic and then a couple of cheap electrics I had a I had a Schecter Diamond series and this ESP uh LTD that had a Floyd Rose on it that I immediately busted and I couldn't use it. Um, but you know, over, over the years, I would say that largely my interests in just pursuing music as a hobby, but also as, as a passion are largely thanks to my friends, namely you guys. Um, and Dylan and I have played in a band together. Dylan, Joey, and I have played in a band together throughout high school. And after that, and, um, you know, it's kind of been a shared journey, I would say, for all of us. But now, as we've gotten older, we've kind of diverged a little bit, and I think that's really interesting. Yeah, for me, I I didn't play guitar, start playing guitar until um, I want to say it was freshman year of high school. Before that, I was into music, and uh, it was largely just through um, friends in middle school or things that I heard on 
like MTV and in, in uh, sort of like um, like before middle school. Um, but I I don't really remember what made me want to buy a guitar. I remember I brought it from uh, someone we all know uh, back from high school. It was a it was a BC Rich Warlock, just a single Sick. bridge pickup. Hell yeah, brother! All black. It was it was pretty it was pretty metal, but uh, I bought that and some like amp with it, and I remember learning like Master of Puppets on it. Uh, I would just play it all day in my room, and then um, I'd always like I think part of the interest for me was like trying to like eventually just play in a band. Like I wasn't super into uh, just like just like being good at the guitar or anything. I just wanted to play in a band because like that's what I'd always yeah like listening to was bands like through all of middle school. And then I met a couple of our friends who are, you know, fellow friends now, uh, who I played with and they got me into like playing with other people. And that was like kind of a, a big deal for me. And that was really fun to do. Um, played with, uh, well, I guess some of the people if they're listening is, uh, uh, Esteban Flores, uh, Rolando Solis, Joel Rivera, uh, Jonathan Silva, yeah, uh, some of those guys who uh, mean a lot to me. But they they actually like it was it was there was a period of time where like that took a lot for me to like figure out what to do because then I would just prior to that I just played in my bedroom. Sure, and, like, didn't yeah. really didn't really like have the pressure of needing to play with other people and play in time and and care about the sound. So uh, playing in bands was always the interest, and then. Uh, finally getting to do is what like kept my interest um, thereafter and then like pushed me to want to like be better and sound better. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah. That's kind of cool. it for me. How about you, Dylan? Yeah. So I uh, kind of came from a musical family. Uh, growing up, my dad uh, played bass and sang in, in a variety of uh, cover bands. So um, growing up, I was always around that stuff. Um, it was probably, probably about 12 or 13 that I really... Uh, Decided I wanted to get more serious about playing guitar. And uh, so my dad got me a Squire and a little Fender practice amp and took a couple lessons and was just kind of on and off with it for a couple of years. As we remember, those first couple of years are pretty tough. It's really yeah. hard to, yeah. to not be discouraged. Um, then probably, probably about 14, 15 was when uh, the group of friends that Jared and I were running around with, everyone got really interested in guitar and wanted to learn songs and you know, i don't know if we were it probably took a while before we wanted to start a band together but um so that kind of rejuvenated it for me and then uh, i played in a high school band that joey later joined uh till probably throughout high school so probably around like the end of 2012 was when that project concluded and um and then around the tail end of that i got really interested in uh, home recording a lot of the bands that we were into we're really pioneering, uh, just doing like at home production and stuff. So I got really inspired by that and kind of concluding that high school band. Um, I started, uh, working on just doing demos at home and trying to learn like drum software and virtual amps and stuff like that. And then I did that was just kind of posting things on SoundCloud and, uh, sevenstring.org, some of those internet forums, um, did that for a couple of years. And then that kind of, uh, teed up nicely for a, another project that we were all in together uh, called earth brothers and uh, we did that for about three years and um then uh 
beyond that, I got a little bit more interested in more uh, singer-songwriter based music, and I've kind of been been doing that uh, since about 2017, 2018. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, growing up around my dad and the variety bands and classic rock cover bands, I was, you know, first associated guitar with with those kind of that kind of playing and those kind of bands and that kind of idea of what music is and then it really pivoted when i started playing heavy metal with my friends and um you know but i ended up finding um the kind of you know the genres of music in that that still spoke to me that i i got really into and i'm still into today um and then uh into the, the later years of getting getting back into a, a solo bass thing is kind of like bringing it all kind of full circle for me. But um, yeah, I think kind of an interesting thing about this podcast is that uh, between the three of us, we cover so much ground because we do have some shared interests, but we also all kind of have our own specialties too. So I, sure. think, I think we can cover a lot of ground and have some interesting uh, perspectives and, and open our eyes to lots of things that... Yeah. I just wanted to speak to something uh, Joey said earlier, just like the, the exciting and like novel part of playing with other people and kind of how that like ignites a fire in you. And, you know, to, to be honest with you, I really didn't have a, a feeling of, or a sense of wanting to do that for a long time. I mean, I think like a lot of people, I sat in my bedroom and learned like, every Metallica song I, I, I yeah. could play. And then my mother was a big fan of, of poison. So I learned a bunch of poison songs, which I thankfully have forgotten. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, but after, after you kind of get that bug of, of like doing something with other people and it just feels right, it's kind of hard to shake it. And I, I you know, I started I started with playing on the guitar, but I got pigeonholed into playing bass because nobody else wanted to do that. And, uh, you know, I was spending the night at a friend's house and I went to sleep as a guitar player and I woke up as the bass player. <laughs> <laughs> they had had a secret conclave without my knowledge. And I was, uh, promoted, I would say to playing bass. So that was my primary instrument. And, and I would say it still is, um, and yeah, Dylan and Joey and I have contributed to, to the Earth Brothers project. And, you know, now where I'm at is really like spoken word, ambient, like down tempo stuff that, you know, I'm, I'm too white to rap, but, uh, <laughs> more like a wandering poet is kind of how I would describe myself now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to speak about it for a sec, I, I don't. I don't remember how actually I, I don't remember how we met. Like I remember some of the beginnings of it, but I don't remember how like how we got introduced to each other. Same, yeah. But I I knew Jared before I knew Dylan, and I I guess I started like being around them more through our mutual friend Jameson Lucas. Um, Shout out Jameson, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who I had spent a lot of time with, like. Um, just a good friend of ours. Um, I spent a lot of time playing guitar with him and he kind of like pushed me into playing, uh, or like pushed my interest into playing things that were a bit more technical, things that were a bit more, um, in line with like probably what I listen to now. 
Um, and at that time, he knew you first, right? Or maybe he knew both of you in some way, but he knew you because of our, your, yeah, your dad. Fa- our fathers played together, so yeah, we had yeah. that connection. Yeah. yeah, and I kind of met the two of them uh, through just mutual hangs going over to uh, Thomas's place and seeing you guys there. And then um, I don't think we played together until Jameson and I had already moved to Lubbock. And mm-hmm. I, I, at that point, like we had been like pretty good friends and like hung out a, a couple of times or like a number of times. Um, but then I joined the band at that time, which was called I Bleed Blood. And then later changed to Priya after. Um, but that that was like one of the bands where like I feel like I contributed more than any of the other projects I had done before as far as like discussing yeah. uh, what we wanted to do, what we wanted to sound like, yeah. what we wanted to work on. Um, and it was like the closest like in line at that time to like what I was listening to and interested in musically as well. It changed from... Um, the years prior with some of the, the people we mentioned before, or I mentioned before. Um, but that's sort of like how we got to know each other. And then yeah, the, the three of us, uh, I would say Jameson too, like kind of hung out more than, uh, or at least I spent more time with the two of you and, and Jameson included more than Rick, really any of the other people that yep. I had any sort of like musical experiences with or anything like that. And um, yeah, that's kind of how like, I know you guys. I guess like we kind of know each other. It's from that. Yeah. We also had the short-lived project Pig's Feet that you're leading out to, probably on purpose. Yeah. So let's just be clear about this. We are not talking about the hooves of a pig. We're talking about a pig's accomplishments. Accomplishments. Yeah. F E A T. It's not what the pig walks on. It's what the pig has done. Yep. For you, and for me, and for all of us, this is a pig that has made a move in (laughs) his or her life. I just want you all to know. (laughs) Um, And then something also, Joey, like you probably maybe didn't have this sense, but whenever you joined uh, Priya and then, you know, we started doing other stuff together, like at least I and I'm sure Dylan like really looked up to you and your opinion on how things should sound and like how things should kind of flow and 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 the and the organization of of songs and and just like comprehensive riff writing and so like for for me like you've always been like an encyclopedic like person mm-hmm. of knowledge but also of of just good taste and uh like that's harder to find than i think a lot of people really appreciate is somebody that not only is talented at what they do, but they also understand why they're doing it and can, can, and can actually talk about it, which is why I think this is so cool is because like just seeing that evolve from playing in somebody's garage together to, to now has been really awesome. And the same thing with you, Dylan, like we've all just had such a major transformation Mm -hmm. over the years that like, I don't know. It's just cool to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, speaking on, on how we initially met each other, Jared and I met each other super early on on a fluke. Him and his mother moved into houses down from my family. And uh, he also 
I also was family friends or or friends of uh, his cousin mm. and his family, and I already had that connection. Um, and then he was the one who introduced me to our, our, our friend Thomas and that and that group of guys uh, that we ran around with for several years. Um, and then I had known Jameson for a really long time uh, since uh, growing up. I would be uh, around uh, his his uh, parents' place uh, several times over the years. And then um, don't quite remember how I met Joey. I had the encounter of him uh, attacking oh, me in the guitar one. store at uh, the Mental Note, and I was there for a lesson. And I guess he was—I didn't know if he was working there at, a t- at the time or he was just there for lessons himself. But he grabbed my guitar and, and was playing some riffs on it, and he tuned it to drop D. And <laughs> I then, yep. And then uh, he did that for a sec, and then moved on. And then uh, my teacher finally came down and said. Uh, you know, are you ready to go? And I'm like, well, it's out of tune. He's like, oh, you need help tuning. I'm like, no, this this guy <laughs> came. I swear, this guy, this guy just, just came here. came around and messed with it, and then he disappeared. This but, young Mexican man. Well, there you go. <laughs> and so that was a a funny thing, but uh, yeah, lots of after Jameson and Joey were really running around with us, we kind of broke off into our own group, kind of. I feel like yeah, uh, where it was like the four of us or some iteration of us were. We're really palling around and connected, and um, we were interested in the same things and co- kind of wanting to go in a different direction than some of the other guys were at the time. Yeah. I guess it should probably be noted that we're all from Carlsbad, uh, New Mexico, and we don't live there now, but uh, a mental note was this guitar or music store that was there that used to be a a Domino's or it was right next to a Domino's yeah, next to it. and yeah. they would, they would hold uh, like hardcore short shows in the, in the back of the building, mm-hmm. which they now install like breathalyzers back there. So things have I changed. I didn't know that. Things have changed a little, <laughs> uh, but I was also taking lessons there and they told me that, uh, I was good enough to be signed to Disney records. Heck yeah. That never materialized. <laughs> I um, work a day job. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, my only experiences at the middle note were kind of some of what you guys said. It was just like going and watching or going and seeing shows there. Like I remember the guy who owned it was like a, he was a character. Yeah. Uh I remember like I had some friends that were like would go and like that's where like they first got guitars was from there. Yeah. Uh it was like kind of like high school. I guess it was we were on high school then. Maybe you were probably almost there. Yeah. Almost, yeah. You were just a couple of years younger than us. Um, yeah, that was a funny place. Um, you guys kind of spoke to it already, but I didn't get it. I I completely forgotten. I guess some of them, like my interests um, musically, like certainly there's like a common ground in like metal and like a uh, progressive music um, between the three of us. Um, and to speak a bit more about that, I also have some interests. Um, like I like I said earlier, like I have a big interest in bands I've always been a fan of like bands specifically um and so I think now a lot of what I like is more like stuff that I listened to back then that I just am appreciating in a, in a different way um but beyond metal you know there's like normal post-hardcore stuff indie rock stuff um still some like pretty aggressive metal stuff or, or thrashy stuff um there's other things outside of that too like niche things but 
Um, that's like my primary um, sort of stuff that I like to play, I like to listen to. Um, yeah, I just didn't get to speak to that earlier. So yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, Jared, what are what are your some of your your background and things that you like playing in this fire cube? We we really have a foundation of like prog metal, uh, and that was our our awakening, if you will, of getting interested in gear and and kind of the philosophy of of sound and and achieving you know certain tones and certain kind of feels not only with the equipment that we have but our style of playing so i definitely uh share that with both of you um i you know but i i also really am a fan of of like hardcore music and alternative rock especially um i listen to a lot of like pretty down tempo hip-hop and and like lo-fi stuff also which i really like and and i grew up listening to a bunch of like really classic and old school country music. Um, so I've somehow discovered that I still have a deep seated love for that stuff. So f probably for the last eight months, I've been listening to a lot of incredibly old country music also, just because it reminds me of being a kid and they're simple, funny and cool songs that, you know, they don't make them like those anymore. So yeah. very yeah. cool. Yeah, and uh, so same for me that we all have the common ground of metal and, and prog metal and degent. Um, sure. Um, yeah. Was also uh, my first connection to guitar. Um, I have a pretty distinct memory of sitting at the computer with my dad and he going through YouTube um, and just kind of showing me the guys so like Eric Clapton, Jimi Hendrix, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Mark Knopfler, Jeff Beck, RIP. Um, yeah, uh, Pat Metheny, mm. um, uh, yeah, uh, Eagles, the Beatles, you know, just a lot of that like, crack classic rock. Um, and, uh, so I, I still really, really identify with a lot of that music. Um, I definitely tend to gravitate towards like blues based guitar playing. Um, and so I, I really enjoy a lot of those players. And kind of aspire for some of those tones and, and equipment choice, um, but I also like you know a pretty good variety uh, indie rock, uh, folk music. Um, yeah. yeah, I think in the in the day of streaming, like we all have such a broader taste than we would have 20 years ago, just because we have access to everything, yeah. which is a good thing. You know, at least that is one good thing with streaming. Yeah, aside from not just negatives of artists not making money anymore. But yeah. it's cool that we get to discover music that we might not otherwise, because we only had so much money for twenty dollars CDs at Hastings. Yeah. yeah, I feel like you also really have an affinity for pop music too. Like there are certain pop artists that you really gravitate toward, and I guess I kind of got some of that from you also. But uh, you find pop artists that I would never have heard of if you hadn't showed up to me so yeah i, I remember listening cool. to lord together yeah i remember sending you bad guy <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that was a good song it's yeah. a good song but yeah. i definitely do kind of have some of that pop sensibility um i guess playing um kind of uh off color types of metal especially like in the high school band um that was i felt you know i i wanted to uh, 
I wanted to like share my music and have it connect at least with projects I was involved with. And I felt like, you know, most people couldn't really understand. I bleed blood. And so, um, you're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess coming out of that, I really had this gut reaction that I want to go all the way to the other side to sure, where yeah. it's really anyone can get into it. Um, and I think having explored that for a little bit, I'm kind of coming back to where I want to make weirder stuff again. Yeah. But I do have the pop bug the most. I think. Yeah. Uh, I guess it would be worth talking about um, like some of the earliest experiences uh, with like looking into gear yeah, yeah. And, and musical equipment and like specifics, uh, things like that. Um, so for me, like I mentioned, um, in high school, I don't, I think it's just part of me as a person. I'm like to this day, very much a like theory crafter, build crafter. Like I have historically played like tons of trading card games or video games that, uh, require like building something in a certain way. And that's always been really interesting to me. So, um, at some point in in my time like pr i remember pretty early on um like whenever it came to buying my own musical equipment i like remember putting a pretty significant amount of thought into it like i my first my first ever like amp that i owned beyond the combo amp that came with the warlock was it was a, a pv triple x and it was the avatar cab like that was like the first thing i got and it was like i knew from then i was like i was gonna get that with x pattern speakers like all this stuff and so um, I, I just like immediately, cause prior to that, um, or like in the years prior to that, um, like the internet was like pretty widely available for everyone. So I was, uh, I remember, I want to say I looked up a lot of information at that time through YouTube and forums then, but like my first forum account I looked up the other day and it was, it was created in 2007 or six, um, but before that, it was always like looking through the magazines, like that yeah, we all did, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And like I, whether it was music or not, like I, like I said, I, I've always like been one to like write out like what the rig was. Like I would like I would do it with like skateboards. Uh, I would go through the CCS magazines and like build it in like a list on like a sheet. I would write this this deck. It's these trucks. Um, uh, all like these bearings like all that stuff it was i i just like loved doing that and i think like i got that from my dad like he did that a lot too with uh things that he liked but um yeah i was just it was that and then finding like that there were people that uh came, like had conversations about that online in the form of the internet forums the guitar yeah. forums back then it was ultimateguitar.com that was the main one for me besides like harmony central and gear page and stuff like that but uh, Harmony um, Central. I forgot about that. Yeah, mm. that's uh, I still look at that. I don't have an account there, or I don't browse through it on account, but I still go there sometimes. But yeah, yeah. I don't think that I ever signed up for those until you had told me about them. The didn't, forums. Uh, didn't you get s screwed on Harmony Central at some point, buying an Axe from somebody and they didn't send it to you? Maybe that was Harmony Central. I can't remember, but yeah, my first experience making a... I remember there was like a PayPal dispute. A valuable uh, gear purchase online of buying a Axe FX Ultra Sight Unseen from a man. Um, and I thankfully, uh, filed a claim and got my money back through PayPal. But Jared Herrick, 
Yeah. If you're out there, Jared Herrick. Yeah. <laughs> Damn we're, you. We're coming for you. Um, um, Dylan, I think you should talk about your intro to oh, gear stuff. In gear. Um, yeah, so my first guitar was a Squire Strat uh, in Cobalt Blue. And um, I just had like the little matching little like, you know, beginner intro amp. I can't like a frontman 10 or something like that. Yeah. Mine was a drive. I don't even know that that's, those are amps anymore, but I don't think they're drive really amps. Or, or is what amps. It was. <laughs> I think they just made it. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I do have a memory uh, being a couple of years into playing and really being discouraged. And um, uh, my dad got me a, a birthday gift, a little Digitech mic, uh, multi-effects pedal mm, yeah, I remember yeah. that. and it just had two buttons and it had like i don't know 40 or 50 presets and i don't i don't know how you could edit them or if you even could but you just <laughs> had these effects to toggle through and um that was really interesting to like see what you could do with you could the guitar could sound like so much more than just what i was playing through at the time yeah and so that was like kind of you know, kind of good and bad, good to like have fun with it and pull me away from like being down about like, I can't play these chords cleanly or run this scale or whatever. Um, but, but yeah, so I, I definitely like remember that and like being my, my first taste of like, Oh, there's more than just guitar and amp and that's it. Yeah. Um, and definitely like being around my dad's variety bands that he played in and, and actually uh, Jameson's dad was a pretty big inspiration to me in the formative years because he was like hometown Jimi Hendrix. Like he had, yeah. had a cool Strat, yeah. had a Marshall when, and when he would play a gig, he would play like he was the fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. And that was, he really, was the guy. Yeah, he yeah. Was. And that was really inspiring. And that was like, that was really cool that someone I know can be like that. And like, maybe I can, get some of that too yeah um yeah yeah i i had already kind of talked briefly about like my first pieces of gear um my first bass was a schecter raiden five string that i bought from a guitar center in lubbock texas and uh i believe my first bass amp was an acoustic combo amp and then from there uh I bought an Ampeg Portaflex 500 watt head with a acoustic refrigerator. Um, it was mm -hmm. an eight x 10 that I spray painted some type of obscene limerick on the front of it. Oh, to be young again. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then, uh, you know, like I, in, in, in those early years, I really felt like put upon, to have been playing bass, I felt like that was not the cool thing to do. And like, I was just a guitar player with a couple of fewer strings, um, and didn't really have a sense for what role I could and should have. And, you know, just over the years, that's, that's really changed a lot for me. And I have a much greater appreciation for, for the instrument and for what it's capable of and, and what it can teach you. And, um, I mean, you know, learning any instrument or learning any new hobby, it's an exercise in patience and it's an exercise in, you know, being, being hard on yourself when you need to be, but also being kind to yourself when you need to be. But I feel like bass is a unique example where 
you you really do learn patience in in, in like an interesting way as far as knowing when to play and when not to play and and when to fill a gap and when not to and you know kind of taking a, your moment and i remember realizing that um after i'd been playing for several years and that was like a really big moment for me and it's kind of shaped the way that i think about writing music now ever since then um and you know down the road we'll probably get into a lot of detail about all the gear we own now and why we own it and you know but yeah i just wanted to share my yeah and uh, especially since uh we're, you know, we're all guitar players, you playing the bass, so that really, you bring a different perspective to the table, and your ears and eyes and stuff are, are keyed into different things that than we are, and so I think having your input on various music projects over the years, or just the way that we're doing things, even just working on this podcast, is still, it's like a different, a different viewpoint, I think that's pretty valuable. Well, if this is a show about how great I am, I think we've, we've accomplished it, just kidding. Uh, maybe it's worth like talking about some of the sounds, like the main core sounds, and like tones that like we each personally uh, go for or jam on the majority of the time. Um, yeah, so for me, I mean, there's not a lot of them, and there's like there's some specifics um, that I maybe won't speak to today, but it's like the like a pretty classic uh sort of metal rhythm tone um nothing too 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 fancy it's just like something that's not like too overly saturated uh something that's like too uh bassy or too like piercing just something that's like pretty well balanced um so like metal sounds like that um i do i don't play a lot of clean uh now so much mm. uh but whenever when i do like i like sort of a push clean sound now um so that's why like we've talked about before like, like some of the like ac30 tones are like some of my favorite ones for that reason because uh if you play like softly you can kind of get like a sort of push clean sound but um there's there's the metal sound there's like the push clean sound and then uh just like putting a boost into that sound and getting like an overdriven sound that's like I guess kind of rocky, like something like a, a Marshall would be, but um, getting that with like something like an AC30, it sounded like um, some of the, the core sounds that I like. I mean, there's there's the effect, like ridden sounds too, that I like occasionally, but as far as like the core things, it, it's usually those, just a, a classic metal rhythm tone that like I will modify depending on uh, like what I'm wanting to hear in that moment. Uh, and then like, uh, a relatively aggressive, like pushed uh, mid gain sound that uh, can go into like a reasonably uh, distorted sound. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Dylan. Yeah. So for me, you know, my my brain is kind of split in two. Like I'm very much into like you know metal tones as well. Uh, as, and then on the flip side, like I, I enjoy. Uh, you know, music that or uh, gear that's more fitting to uh, you know like a blues-based sound. So uh, similar to Joey, you know, I like a, a high gain rhythm sound. Uh, I think I do like more saturation, uh, more juice than you you, sure. go, you go for. I tend to do that. Um, and 
I do really like effects. I like space patches. Uh, I get I like getting lost in the in the intricate delays and uh, cavern reverbs and stuff like that. Um, and then you know on the other side of things, like I like a you know Fender based amps, edge of breakup, something that I can uh, utilize the tone or I mean the volume knob on my guitar to kind of you know, pull it back a little bit and keep it pretty clean, but then also be able to go full throttle yeah. and be able to kind of cut a little bit more. Um, so yeah, I kind of, kind of like I'm jumping around in two different worlds, but, uh, yeah, I do tend to like, um, like, you know, uh, edge of breakup, you know, clean bass yeah. amp and then have a, a drive pedal to push it forward a little bit more. Um, and then with the, with the high gain stuff, I do like a little bit more saturation. Um, yeah, and then uh, to speak quickly to, to bass tones, um, I definitely, uh, Jared's fixing to speak on his tones as well, but also the same is true that I, I prefer a more saturated, a little bit more juice than, than you do. You guys, you guys like a little purer, a little nicer things, and I'm just a real sicko. <laughs> well, we've known that all yeah. along, Dylan. Uh, yeah, I would say that for guitar stuff, um, you know, if I'm trying to play anything heavy, I... I lean towards what the other guys just said. Um, I I probably am more like Dylan than I am like Joey. I like to have a little bit of extra like depth and and boom to to my rhythm sounds, um, and that's partially just like bias over the years of those were were the patches that we are the sounds that we used in our band. And so I got accustomed to hearing that. And so now I just kind of uh, natively gravitate toward it. Um, but my bass sound taste has changed completely over the years. I used to really go for that modern bass sound for metal, like that clang really kind of like cutting, but also a full bodied. And now I've, I've, been pretty heavily chasing a nice clean round warm tone um that is you know that that can cover a lot of ground and you can you can dirty it up uh i i'm with a pedal but you know if you if you just walk it back it just sounds it just sounds full and it sounds warm and um you know especially varying playing styles uh i like my finger tone to be a little bit warmer than my you know pick tone and then i like a little bit more like like uh pop and high end for for slapping just to get that percussive feel um and then a, a journey i'm currently undertaking uh unfortunately for joey because i keep hounding him about <laughs> it is uh you know getting a really nice uh, either combo amp or, or head for guitar that, you know, has that, that really nice edge of breakup sound that can be, you know, shaped by, shaped by pedals, but has a very classic tube warmth to it that I, that I feel like I've been lacking with a modeler for a long time. And so that's something that I previously have never had an interest in. And, and now I'm starting to really find that I want to learn more about it and play those amps and try and achieve those sounds. Yeah, it's funny like how 
now, like, I don't know now I mentioned it before too. Like I'm, I'm so much more interested in like, um, trying to get sounds that are like, um, sort of indicative of like a certain era of mm. what I was into at the time. So there's like examples of amps that I remember really wanting or wanting to try or, or hear, uh, back in high school that, uh, in more recent years I've gotten to own and, and play and like I it, it's just it's interesting how much like for me going back now uh, like so many of those things like that I had ideas about are still like true now for me like, sure um, and there's still some examples of things that I want to try that I never got to back then some of something some stuff we've spoken about before too but um, it's a little different I mean we kind of all went on like a pretty similar journey for a while there too with like some of the modeling stuff um, like, especially playing in the band together, going for sounds that like complemented each other or were like nearly identical, if not. Um, and now that we're not really involved in a project, um, together currently, uh, it's, it's interesting seeing like where we've all kind of fell back into, uh, yeah. if not like already had going, um, yeah. outside from that. So, yeah. So, I mean, we really covered a lot of ground there in the first episode so far um i think this is this is really going to be an exciting endeavor for however long it goes on for just to give people kind of a uh heads up or a horizon for what to expect i mean some of the things that we're looking to talk about in greater detail you know are are actually like really drilling down on amplifiers you know various types of amplifiers the um and sounds that sounds that can be achieved from those um, amps and sound design. Uh, we really want to get into spe- specific guitar models, the kind of guitars we own, and the kind and the kind of things that we look for in our instruments or just features and things that seem cool. Of course, we'll probably have a few pedal conversations, uh, you know, cab conversations, studio gear, and how we go about recording, um, and then live sound and and a couple of like more like niche topics just like yeah what are our thoughts on things like portable rigs and oh yeah you know amp modeling versus like actual amps hopefully a bit of a discussion about things like specifics on bass guitars and acoustic guitars and some of the things that maybe uh are topics that some of us know more about than others or like have more experience with that they can uh, speak to and provide a sort of like a learning experience for, for the others. Um, as an example. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like there's one thing that I'm really excited to talk about is like how the internet has like changed the way that we look for gear and like learn about gear. True. It's a lot different now. So that'll, that's something that I would like to speak to as well on an episode. Yeah. Acoustic stuff was, is also exciting. Yeah. I just think uh, I just think it's really cool that we finally arrived at giving this a shot, and I think uh, we just you know spend so much of our hangs talking about this kind of stuff anyway, and it's really fun to kind of put it into a, a little bit more formal of a, of a thing, and, and really gonna I think learn a lot from each other and, and kind of unpack some really cool information, and hopefully uh, our viewers can uh, can take something away from that, and yeah, yeah. Well, if you managed to uh, stick with us this long, this has been the first episode, which hopefully of many, of Desert Tones. So 